1: ny or text hope ny in new york
2: so week two of the ball with the beast podcast presented by wyatt insurance and we bring in paul fordberry and brent Hubbs. last week guys uh, you know a lot of kind of eh, games a few really good ones though right and uh, you know when you look around the league kind of the same way this week there's a few headline matchups headlined by texas and alabama and you know maybe a uh, texas a&m miami but then there's a lot of eh, a lot of a lot of those games like Tennessee plays Austin Peay coming up on Saturday. We'll start with the Vols and then we'll get around the league. Paul, your overall thoughts on Tennessee's opening win of the season? You know, I, when you when you look at
3: the the box score, you think, well, they did what they should have done, right? They just absolutely destroyed Virginia. But then you go back and you you watch the tape and the, and the game, and you see um, that first half where they went downs, punt, punt, punt. And, you know, my impression was two things. One, in a game that really matters, you got to give Jalen Wright the ball 20 plus times. I mean, he's he's a different level back, in my opinion, than the other two, uh, Samson and Small. He's so explosive. I thought they went away. I'd love that. Hubbard always does a great job of the, you know, first down plays, pass versus run, second down play, pass versus run. I thought. Early, they leaned a little too much on the pass, maybe to get some rhythm going with Joe. I get that. But, man, I think that was one of my first impressions, is, is in a game that matters, I'm going to lean on Jalen Wright. And then uh, the, the question is, is, who is Joe Milton, right? We saw the first half. He missed a couple balls he should have got. Obviously, Ramel Keaton dropped the, the one that would have changed a lot in, in, in those drives. But then in the second half, it felt like he was in more rhythm. He started going. I loved that he was more willing, it seemed, to use his feet to get out of the pocket and, and go pick up a, a first down or go, you know, go pick up six, seven yards, which I think is is so important in today's um, football. And then finally, the last point for me that I, I thought was a, a noticeable, I, I thought the defense looked so much faster than at any point last year, whether that was maybe they were fresher because they were rotating more guys or, or some of the the new transfers they had in. Um, I, I thought, and given it's Virginia and I know that, but I thought they looked um, – more comfortable in this defense.
2: And, and and I think that allowed them to play much faster than I saw last year. Brent, when you look at the defense, and, and we had the news early on Thursday morning, Keenan Peely out for an extended period of time with a, with a, with an upper body injury. Um, just kind of take me through where they go from here. Arian Carter, Elijah Herring, Jeremiah T. Lander, Caleb Perry. Um, Going to be some younger backers getting an opportunity.
4: Well, I think the the first guy you look at is Elijah Herring has to grow up really fast and, and in a hurry. And, and look, I, I thought he played uh, well in game one. He looked more comfortable, but, but he doesn't have the range. He doesn't have the experience sideline to sideline that a Keenan Peely has. And so he has got to get up to speed really quickly because he is much more of a traditional kind of in the box, see ball, hit ball kind of linebacker. And, um he's going to have to improve playing in space um but but I, you know he's got a decent amount of experience he's going to get to learn a lot in this game against Austin p and then there'll be a lot of eyes on him obviously when they go to Florida to to see what happens there um you know that, that that's where it starts for me and then we'll see how much you know how much Arian Carter grows uh, listen Brian Jean-Marie was going to rotate linebackers all season long and will rotate linebackers all season long. In this game, I am rotating those guys quick, fast, and in a hurry. Right? Jeremiah T. Lander, Arian Carter, they're not getting 14 reps, 18 reps in this game. They're getting 45 reps in this game because they need as much work as they can get to try to build that depth. And I think that's the same for a lot of places, a lot of positions on this team, but certainly the linebacker position with the
2: loss of Keenan Peely. We'll talk more about the Tennessee game when we pick it or when Paul picks it later uh, in the show. Uh, Now let's get around the league. I think a sneaky good game. And if I'm Lane Kiffin and I'm going, why are we going to Tulane? You know, Ole Miss at Tulane in New Orleans coming up on Saturday. You know, Ole Miss just throttled their opponent last week, put up over 70 on the board. Gets a little tougher against a ranked Tulane team. Yeah, I, I think that's just leftovers from last year. I mean, no Tajay Spears,
3: uh, who's a draft running back draft pick for the Titans for Tulane. Um, Quinshawn Jutkins is still at Ole Miss. Jackson Dart looked good in the first game. I mean, I saw the line was seven and a half. I, I get, Give Ole Miss ten points. I, I don't think that – it's just – I get that – you know, Tulane had a nice, magical season with a great bowl win last year, but this is a different Tulane team. They still have the same quarterback, but their quarterback wasn't what made that offense go. Tajay Spears was a was on another level for that team. I, I was stunned stunned AP when I saw the, uh, the the spread at only seven and a half. So I, I think Ole Miss will put up, I think forty plus points and 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 win easy double digits. And, and Tulane may score twenty points, but uh, that's just because Lane Kiffin doesn't. Like to play defense, still I don't think.
4: <laughs> you know, I I, I kind of tend to agree with Paul. When I first saw this game, I went, wow, wow, this could be really a good game, really. And, and then again, I think you dive into Tulane a little bit, and I do think that the kind of the love affair for Tulane is um, is the fact that it was last year, what they did at the end of last year, the the preseason hype there. Um, I watched Tulane play because they play every night of the week. AP, they they play on Tuesday night. They play on sunday night monday night i mean they just they kind of play whenever they can get an open field is kind of what it feels like when they put their schedule together um so you get to see them play a lot during the year they were a fun team to watch a year ago I and mean, they really were um i just don't know that they've got that 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 they are bringing enough back they're a little bit kind of reminds me a little bit of tcu and I, i'm not taking anything away from what Deion Sanders did and, and what Colorado did. Cause that's a heck of a win that nobody saw coming given the turnover they had there and their roster and everything. But I don't think TCU, I think TCU is still thought of by everybody because they were the TCU of last year. They're, that's not last year's team. I mean, there's, the, they lost so many weapons, so many things, coordinators, everything off that, that they're almost in a rebuild mode at TCU coming off playing for the national t- title. I think Tulane's coming into a situation where they're getting a lot of love and they're getting a lot of carryover from a year ago. I'm not sure that it's justified with that ranking. Uh, I'll take Ole Miss, and uh, I think they win pretty comfortably.
2: We're not picking the game yet. I know, but I'm
4: taking them right now. I'm
2: telling you right now. It's hard not to talk about a blowout like this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. JJ, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, talked to JJ McCloskey and Brent, they give you no chance. And they said double-digit win for almost JJ McCleskey.
4: We didn't pick the game, AP. Yeah, you, did.
2: you just did. You just said. They said Paul said you had no chance. It's like forty-nine to ten, and 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 Brent said. I said, uh, give him twenty. Fifty-six to seven.
3: I'm going out- to bring out the pencil. Brent pencil. said <laughs> he'll have to see
2: <laughs> it to believe it, JJ. Okay, all right.
3: that's a, can we just real quick? I saw on the board this weekend. A lot, of, a lot of Deion Sanders hate out there. I don't get it, man. That's fun. It's fun.
2: Let the, they coming they coming. Hey Paul, the Lord likes you. <laughs> they coming. You just, you just damaged your brand. <laughs> really worried about that. <laughs> this stay in the conference a game that was at Texas A&m a year ago is now at Miami. Texas A&M at Miami. Now, this is a game Texas A&M won last year after after they lost to Appalachian State to begin the season. Can Miami, a team that looked better last week than some people thought going into the season, or the upset against an A&M team that's riding high with the, the new look offense and the new look quarterback and all that good stuff?
3: Yeah, I mean, this is the uh, real test for the Bobby Petrino and uh, – um the experiment they have going on down there, I guess you would say, of, of of Jimbo kind of giving up the reins of the offense. You know, Connor Wegman's a, a solid quarterback. He's still a young guy. He was a freshman last year, started the second half of the year. Um, you know, if, if I think there's a difference in this game, it, it's going to be AM's talent on the defensive line. Um, we all know, obviously, Walter Nolan, but they have a lot of other five-star, four-star guys up front, and that should be the difference. I, I still don't um, – you know, the best teams just have an identity. I don't know what that is yet or for, for Miami. Um, you know, last year under a new coach, we, we saw them kind of flounder. Uh, you know, they, they had some impressive moments, but they had some less than impressive moments at times. And, and so I don't think we know who they are yet. They don't know who they are yet. So I, I, I like A&M, but I think I mean, it's not going to surprise me either way. Honestly, I, I think this is a toss-up because there are just so many unknowns. But the, the one thing that, I I'm a believer that in most cases in a game like this talent is usually going to overcome and, and, and A&M just has so much stinking talent, but it's not going to surprise me if, if Miami wins. I, I, this,
4: I don't know what this one's one of those crystal ball seems very foggy for me kind of game. You know, my, Miami's got youth on the offensive line, which is a concern. Um, I know that's talented youth, right? Francis Austin, we know all about Francis and, and where, where, where his talent is, but, uh, he's going to go against some dudes this week. The, the other thing, too, with the whole Bobby Petrino, um, Jimbo Fisher experience, if if Jimbo Fisher kind of stays out of the way, and that's a big if, the one thing Bobby Petrino does a good job of and has always done a good job of, and remember Jim Chaney's out there now as well, uh, helping as an analyst there. He's always gotten the ball to his best playmakers like he's not afraid to get the ball to whoever's best receiver is 10 12 14 times a game right when he, you go back to louisville you go back wherever bobby petrino's been i mean they're they were run the same play over and over now i think jimbo fisher tries has always tried to get too cute with that spiral bound notebook or whatever he's got on the sideline with all those plays on it that he looks like he drew up in the the, you it's, know, the and, menu,
2: it's the cheesecake well, factory menu hover. the uh, cheesecake.
4: His is not even laminated. I mean, his looks like it's the the doodle notebook from study hall in the fourth grade or whatever. I mean, it's oh. just it's it's just watered up, crumbled up sheets of paper that he kind of slides around here and there. Um, but but I think I think that Jimbo Fisher has always tried to be the smartest guy in the room as a play caller. And and sometimes he doesn't just make and take the easy things. I think if you listen to Bobby Petrino and and, and even Jim Chaney, they will focus on just their playmakers and get like how many balls did the Stewart kid get last week? AP. I mean they 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 forced him the sure. football right, and, and that's something like a year ago. You didn't know what they were trying to do on offense because it would be five wide, it'd be two tides, it'd be all this other stuff. Like it like you would look and go, "Hey, we didn't get to this yet. Like if it works, just keep doing it." I think Bobby Petrino has long done that as a play caller and a coach.
2: So you're telling me that Jimbo Fisher stole Coach Red's playbook from the Waterboy, who he stole from the Fonz.
4: Yeah, that's 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 yeah. That that's sounds what accurate.
2: Saying. Yeah. Hey, would would you ever have thought
3: that we'd be talking about in the year 2023, Jim Cheney as an offensive assistant, and your boy Darren Henshaw as a Big 12 offensive
2: coordinator? Did Darren Henshaw? Did he ever? What, what, what prospect did he follow back up the road in Florida?
3: It was that running back. I was telling somebody that story a couple weeks ago. I couldn't remember who it was. It was a running back. He went to FSU. I couldn't remember who it was. Him and Cheney got in the car to follow him back up. Then the guy on the got on. The guy eight, got on ten.
1: And went, hmm. <laughs> he went to Tallahassee
3: instead. Should have kept going north on seventy-five. Oh, that's a good story. That's on that email list, guys. Credit cards,
4: uh, social security numbers. The story (laughs) would be a lot better if you could remember the guy's
2: name, Paul. I'll I'll go back, Mario Pinder. I think that's what it was. There you go. Good pull, good pull, Paul. Mario Pinder. Woody Quinn last week. Mario Pinder this week. (laughs) Yeah, I need to start.
3: I need to get a a bank of these things and, and 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 be ready to release one. That's a that's a great story.
2: I loved when we put the when we put it out last week, and like one of the first people to comment were like. Five minutes in, and it's exactly what I thought it would be. <laughs> Whatever that means, good or bad.
3: I think that's hopefully that's a good
2: thing. So, let's get to Texas and Alabama, the marquee matchup in the conference this week. Um, a game that uh, you know Texas should have won a year ago, mm-hmm. but didn't. Can they go to Tuscaloosa and be one of those rare teams that wins in T-town? Man, this is a wild
3: matchup to me. Um, Qu- Quinn Ewers, he's supposed to be the truth this year, right? He's supposed to be the guy, but they lost um they had they have some good receivers, but you lose Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson out of the backfield last year that were really effective. Um and then, you know, Alabama with a new starting quarterback. This feels and maybe I'm totally off on this, but just it, <clears throat> Alabama after the last 6-7 year run of all the talent running back and receiver, this feels kind of the you know, not the desert, but you're wondering who's who's going to be the guy. Do they have um, someone like a Devontae Smith or uh, a Jamison Williams or Mechie or, you know, the running backs, Najee? We can go on and on the list. And it doesn't feel like they have that right now. And maybe it will emerge. But um, that, I, I think not having the marquee offensive players – really hinders who Alabama is. They don't have that identity that I feel like they've had in the past. Yes, they still run the, the, the up-tempo offense, and it looks good. But I just think not having the, the studs, the absolute first-round, no-doubt draft picks, we don't see those on the team yet. I think that leaves a huge open window to for Texas because I do think they have some talent on the offensive side of the ball to put up um, some points against Alabama. This I go back and forth on this game. It took me a while to pick this one. If it was at Texas – I think I may have felt differently, uh, but but maybe being in Alabama, I feel a little bit one way. Um, I think it'll be really, I'm expecting a great game. I think it'll be close.
4: First, the
3: bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos, but it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world
2: results. That's SAP Business AI. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft CoPilot. That feeling when CoPilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When CoPilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when CoPilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com/slash AI for all.
4: The question for me, Austin, is: is Texas ready? You know, there, there's all this, you know, Texas is back, Texas is coming, whatever the narrative is out there about Texas, uh, right? Have they, quote, arrived at, at this point? Now, if, if Alabama doesn't have Bryce Young last year, this is a Texas win and everybody's throwing up all kinds of red flags um, a year ago because, I mean, Texas, for all of what Texas did offensively, they missed a field goal, they missed some opportunities in the red zone, they absolutely wore Alabama out up front on defense. They wore Alabama's offensive front out last year, which is why Bryce Young ran for his life. He just ran you know, and made enough plays for, for Alabama to win the game. So, so my question this year is, is Texas ready? Are, are they ready for this moment with Steve Sarkisian? Um, and, and I don't know the answer to that yet. I, I think that's, the, that's the, my biggest question mark in trying to figure out this game is, is Texas really ready for the spotlight and really ready for the moment?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to kind of see how this game plays out. Because you're right. I mean, I, Paul brings up a lot of good points. There's a lot of talent on that Alabama team, but it's unproven talent. And at this point, they're kind of rolling with some of their upperclassmen. You know, how, how do those guys perform? Maybe they're not as talented as some of those younger players. And, uh, you know, just how does this game play out? You know, does, does Texas get some momentum early? I think it's important when you're on the road to, to have some things go your, your way early on. You know, I think it'll be important a week from now when Tennessee goes to Florida. I mean, I don't care what Florida is. They've not went down there in 20 years. You, you need some things to happen for you when you go on the road early that kind of just continues to instill confidence. And so I think for Texas, I think that first quarter is really important. And 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 on the flip side, I think that it's equally as important for Alabama's quarterback. You know, I mean, Jalen Milrow played great last week. You know, did something no Alabama quarterback's ever done. It was against MTSU. This is Texas. A lot more talent. You know, how does he play? How does he throw when the windows are a little bit smaller um, against Texas? I I think all that stuff is, uh, you know, stuff you have to watch for early on in this football game. And I'm not sure that Alabama is super dynamic at the tailback spot right now. I think there's some talent there that's going to be coming. Um, But, you know, right now I don't think that, you know, you look at the first half last week and they were averaging, what, four yards a carry? For all that talk of murder ball and it's MTSU, they didn't uh, exactly – you know, have any real flesh wounds uh, for MTSU last week?
4: Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, it's kind of where is right, Paul? Where where is this is a bigger question about where is Alabama maybe than it is where is Texas? I think most people feel like Texas is on the on the up or they coming or rising,
2: whatever whatever phrase we're using these days, right, Paul? Um, no, yeah. Paul you the truth, and I'm not sure that's been in since 2012. Hashtag truth. Yeah, no,
3: I'm, I'm with you, Brent. I, you know, I, think- I mean,
2: that, that's
4: the question, but the bigger question is kind of where is Alabama? Because this does feel like a different Alabama team, but nobody's ready to write the obituary on Alabama at this point in time either, right? It's just uh, – that, that's what makes this a fascinating uh, fascinating matchup, in, in my opinion.
3: I, you know, and I think if you – Pull back a little bit, not just for this week, but looking at the season, too. I mean, who who in the West? I mean, LSU didn't look great last week against Florida State. Um, And and so Alabama can lose this game and still be in the hunt. Um, Because I'm with AP. I think they have the younger talent, but it's going to take some time to come on. Um, I don't know that it'll be – we'll see if it shows up on on Saturday. I I, I think this is a total toss-up game, can go either way. Um, but I, I, am I'm, I'm excited to see, I think it's been fun to have at least last week. We had, um, Florida state LSU Sunday night. And then this week we have Alabama, Texas two weeks in a row. We've had good matchups because it feels you know, early in the season, it feels like sometimes, uh, do I, you know, it's, it's Tennessee and Virginia
4: prime time. Everybody giving out a big check is what the first couple of weeks of the season is, 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 is putting out the, the big checks and. Um, everybody's, everybody's getting paid in, in their two scrimmage games to, to lead <laughs> up to to the deal. You know, I mean, last week, and, and I know we're getting ready to pick games, but I mean, you talk about, I mean, LSU, I mean, that second half meltdown was pretty epic in what they were doing. Florida's had Florida looked, I won't say disorganized, but they had moments of disorganization on, on Saturday for, for, I mean, they look like they were in a spring scrimmage in terms of some of the organization. You kind of wonder like, you know, what's going on with some of that, that stuff there. So, and then, you know, South Carolina, uh, you know, North Carolina's defense surprised me a whole lot. Now South Carolina did a lot of good things. They just didn't finish, um, you know, some of those things, but they can't protect. And can Spencer Rattler hold up? Really interesting week one with a couple of those teams that you were thinking, you know, okay, maybe this is deal, particularly LSU, and and to kind of lay an egg like that is is interesting. I, I think this is for the league. This Alabama-Texas game is an important game because if Texas win, were to win this game, what's the narrative on the league two weeks in? AP, right?
2: That's right. The Ball with the Beast podcast is brought to brought to you by our good friends at Wyatt Insurance. Paul. Tell everybody at home how Wyatt helps their customers.
3: Yeah, you know, a really good story that we talk about a lot is is one recently that is really a model for a lot of the stories and companies we help out. Um, they had a lot of... Workplace injuries, so work comp claims, They had a lot of auto claims. Um, they were in growth mode. They were growing really quickly and they were trying to figure out how, how do we create a safer environment for our team. And so we were able to to partner with them and, and put in um, some risk management practices. And then after a couple of years of doing those practices, we were able to take them to the insurance market and decrease their premium um significantly. And so that that's a great model for us to tell business owners of, hey, if, if you guys have a place where you think you're struggling or, or maybe not doing as well, or you're having some culture things, we can come in and partner with your organization and and improve some of those things and help put in some some best-in-class principles and some benchmarks that everyone's aligned with. And then um, down the road, we're able to, to decrease premiums because of all the work we've done on the front end. And, and so that's, that's kind of our best stories that we had to tell on, on the business front or companies that we partner with believe in being best in class, believe in improving their culture and, and want to change and improve. And then what we see on the back half is, is decreasing premiums, especially right now where um, like a lot of other things and in- insurance is only increasing the cost of it uh, because of all the goods that are increasing. So that that's kind of my favorite story is how we help businesses like that. So if you need help like that, if you're a business owner, a CFO or a manager, um, Give me an email at Paul at WyattInsurance.com or call us at 865-862-3997 and just ask for me and you'll be connected with me. And, and we love helping out businesses. But we also do, like I mentioned last week, uh, the employee benefits side and personal um, home, auto, your you know, your boat, your motorcycle, all
2: that as well. So we're we're a full shop insurance service uh, here for our customers, our partners. And for if you and if you buy a policy with Paul, he will tell you some great Rob Lewis stories while he's filling out all your Information. That's right. Got Washington them all. Insurance. You got them written down in a journal. So you go back to week one. Let's take a look at the standings. And hey, yeah, let's Paul, look at those baby. Paul, Paul with the Beast podcast for a reason. Paul, fourteen and zero. Brent, you took South Carolina. I took LSU, and both SEC teams bit us.
4: Yeah, they, they did for for sure. I I did not anticipate South Carolina not being able to block anybody on the on the North Carolina front. Uh, but that certainly was the case. So uh, North Carolina did their best to give that game away in the fourth quarter, tried to give South Carolina every opportunity to get back in it. But uh, South Carolina couldn't do it. So congratulations to Paul for jumping out of the gates quickly with a with, with a with with an unbeaten, undefeated week. So we all got the email from Paul this week. And oh, we yeah. got the random text with the emojis in it about how he dominated everybody in week one. So um, here, here's hoping we can return – and kind of bounce back in week two. AP I feel very confident of my week two picks.
3: Hey, one one real quick note, Brent, to, to jump on what you said a few minutes ago. How how average, or really below average, the Florida look? I, mean, I they no playmakers. They, the but, of the nerds. I mean,
4: Paul, how many times has this movie been been seen and been written? Oh, no, don't do it, Hubbard. Don't saying, do it. How many times has this movie? first two weeks of Florida's not real good, and then all of a sudden they they, they take on a different mantra, so we'll, we'll see what they look like this week, but yeah, they, I mean, the thing that they did was just, you know, look like a new defensive coordinator was there because they were slow on defense, uh, then you got the whole double number thing on the punt deal, which was a huge play in that game uh, that you got to, I mean, you got how many guys you got you in coaches search on the sidelines, right? I mean, you got one per player basically running around over there. It feels like somebody ought to know whether or not you got two threes on the field or not. Or,
3: or just to, how do you organize your depth chart where that would even happen? Like you, you know you know who everyone's backup is. So in your mind, you know that there's a scenario you have two. I just don't get that. And like when you're looking at your 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 first team and your second team, punt return, punt block, whatever. How, oh hey, we got two number threes. We got to replace second number three. You got to get somebody else in there. How do you not see that? How do you know there's there's a scenario? We've seen that enough happen. I don't sorry,
4: I don't get how you just when you're looking at it, you don't see it. Well, and and here's the thing that draws most of the story, but the the one underwritten story about that game, AP Florida couldn't run the football. They you couldn't have, run the football at all. Do anything? But if you're Florida and you can't run the football. With a drop back pass or a quarterback, that's going to be a real challenge for you. So we'll see what kind of run game they find this week. All right. AP's ready to pick games. All right, just I'm just saying, over there because we're off on tangents and AP's like, what in the world we're going? It's off the road. I mean, I'm glad we're right. $7 million. To cool. All right. Just look. Call
3: me, Billy. Give me about 250 300 and I'll make sure you don't have any same number
2: problems. All right, man. I'll look it over for you. All right, the picks are in. Megan, Megan, Megan Megan's, Megan's ready. <laughs> let's get to she the left. We, <laughs> let's go to the front page, and yeah, I mean, pretty static quo, right? I mean, like you know, you look at the some. Oh, of the we games. all went Bama. Ooh. Everybody went Bama. Everybody went A and M at Miami, and then everybody went Ole Miss over Tulane. So, um, not not real surprising. Um, Let's talk
4: about the wait a, wait a minute. One quick thing on the on the Alabama Texas thing. Here's I, where I picked Alabama because it's at home. Me too. And, and I th- I think it's a close game. If Texas wins, they're going to win big. I don't Ooh. think Texas wins a home. I don't think Texas wins a close game on the road with a last second field goal. I think if Texas wins, they win comfortably in the fourth quarter. If they pull, if they You've pull off, ninety
2: five. You got ninety five Tennessee over Alabama, huh?
4: I, think it, I mean, I, I mean. I, you know, I think that if they win, that's the way they're going to win. I don't think they win on a we're going to drive it in the last 45 seconds, you know, on the road in Tuscaloosa to go kick a field goal and win it. I, I think if Texas that's, wins, they win by, by more than a score. I think they win going away.
2: I hear you. I hear you. Vandy at oh. Wake Forest is an intriguing game just because Vandy's got a little bit of momentum and Wake Forest isn't what they were the last couple of years with a different quarterback.
3: Vandy, that big – opening season win over Hawaii. Got them at momentum, Hubs. That's what AP's saying.
2: Well, I mean, I think – Hall The only 2-0 and team in the league.
4: I, th- I <laughs> think – It's true. It's true. I think Wake is interesting without, you know, Hartman, without kind of the offense that they've been going, what do they look like? At the end of the day, I think I think Dave Clawson will scheme them up enough to, to, to get some guys open against Vanderbilt's defense, and, and Wake will pull away. But this is not the Wake we've seen the, the last – I agree season. with that. You know, and I think A and M just ultimately is too physical for Miami in this game.
2: All right, let's get to the second page of games, just because that's no fun when we're all picking the same. We got to get to next week when we're when we have more conference games. We'll start picking some different things. Eric game takes me last week with a picture of the 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 stand, or the the games we picked. He goes. That's riveting. <laughs> and I said, "Well, it's when went cow over Justin Wilcox.
4: Here we here we go with an upset. We got to make, we gotta make this thing. got to make this thing interesting, Paul.
3: Have you been texting him? I almost. I thought about picking Furman over South Carolina. I thought about that.
2: Just no, you did FCS
3: upset. Hey, hey
2: George it. ain't coaching Furman, and he's not coaching Miraval either. Exactly <laughs> oh. right. Uh, You know, I took Cal in
4: this game for for two reasons. One, Cal put up points against North Texas, which I know it's North Texas, but Cal never scored. So if they've got some kind of offense, there's a pulse. I do think Justin Wilcox remains a really good defensive coordinator. They always kind of stay in games they're not supposed to be in because their defense keeps them in that one. Uh, I think it's a rough trip. It's your first road trip, but, you know, with a new coaching staff, if you're the Auburn kids, you're going all the way to the West Coast to play. So you know, I think if there's a chance for an upset this week, I think that's the one that that steps out to me. I don't think Arizona can come to startville and win. Uh, those other games are are, are payday games. So um, look, man, we got to mix it up a little bit. I'm I'm going to go with Justin Wilcox pulling a stunner here. He needs to pull a stunner in Cal if if you know before he starts making those four thousand mile treks to play in the ACC. Um, you know if if he's still hanging around there, so um give give me cow in in an upset and it would be an upset i was close
3: on that one auburn's going out on thursday i like the extra day out on the west coast get acclimated because it's like a 10 o'clock kickoff it's a late game
2: they'll take a night tour of alcatraz friday night you know that's That's a nice tour
4: they'll get to see they get to see all the guys in the trees hanging around around the stadium it'll be fun forgot about those guys They'll, they'll, they'll they'll wonder what they're doing there um you know, uh, hanging out and why they're watching the game. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's a very unique and very bizarre place that that's for sure to, to to watch a football game and it's the only stadium I ever walked to on game day from the hotel. I just I walked like four blocks and I went to work. And that was that's it. Nice. That's how close the, the hotel was.
0: Water? What's the
3: attendance going to be? Three thousand, four thousand.
2: Yeah, that that mean Auburn fans will go out there. Yeah, I
3: don't know if any Cal do Cal fans still show up to football games.
4: I'm looking they're looking for Marshawn Lynch to drive the golf cart around the field cuz that's oh. the last time they had a moment. <laughs> that's, that's the last time they had a moment, Paul. Oh, that's but, the greatest
1: video. <laughs> I'm not sure time Cal
4: time? I'm not sure Cal recovered from a trip to Knoxville.
1: No, yeah, sure, I don't think
2: they have I'm not sure Megan's going to recover from this podcast <laughs> Alright when we It was when, your idea No, it was Paul's idea when, yeah. when, we, when we see you next week Hubs will either be tied with, with Paul at the top Or Paul will have a one game lead on me And I'll have a one game lead on Hubs That's the Paul with the Beast podcast If you want more information on Wyatt Insurance Oh, I forgot we got to pick the Tennessee game I got ahead of ourselves Tennessee, Austin, P Paul, give us your pick Tennessee, easy. Runs away. There <laughs> How you many go. points do they score? How many points do they score? Sixty three. Sixty three. All right. Well, you'll get our picks, Brent and Ice picks, coming up on Friday when the staff picks come out. And everybody's, but, with everybody's waiting with those. <laughs> who who are they gonna pick?
0: <laughs>
2: I don't know. Jay Gerald Gerald Harrison may have uh May have uh, thrown up some money to to pick the governor. just Slide him a couple Hondos. I like that. Give my kids some confidence of was- <laughs> putting it up. No,
3: it's too soon. I was going to say put it in a McDonald's bag. That's too soon, isn't it? Oh wow!
4: You had to oh. go there, didn't you, Paul? You,
2: you didn't cover the previous coaching staff, Paul. You yeah. can't make those jokes.
4: Yeah, you can't make those jokes. All I right. read the reports. I read the reports. Yeah. Everybody
2: read the reports. All right, Paul. You Forever. need. to take-
4: you need to take your shmedium and go home. There's All right, I'm
2: out. Right, on Wyatt Insurance, you can click the link in the description. You can also give Paul a call. The phone number's in the description as well. That's 865-862-3997. Ask for Paul, and if you sign up today, you'll get some of those Rob Lewis stories that you don't want to miss. Who knows? Maybe he'll tell some Brent Hubbs stories as well, because there are a few of those out there. For Brent Hubs and Paul Fornberry I'm Austin Price for the Ball with the Beast podcast, brought to you by...
0: That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets
1: In Kansas, 1 877 770 Stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1 800 Gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1 800 522 4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call 800 327 5050 for 247 support in Massachusetts or call 1 877 8HOPE.